Hey guys, I'm Kenz. And I'm Ash. Welcome to the Crime Potatoes Podcast. Grab your snacks, get comfy, and let's get to it. Welcome to another week of Crime Potatoes. Um, today's story is on a kidnapping. It's the kidnapping of Jamie Kloss. My sources are wikipedia.org, reg.org, genypod.com, and greenbaypressgazette.com. It's January 10th, 2019, a cold winter's day in Douglas County, Wisconsin. 13-year-old Jamie Kloss saw her chance to escape, and she took it. Stealing her captor's shoes, wearing a light shirt and leggings, she steps out of the cabin and runs as fast as she can. Not too far off, she ran into a local woman who immediately recognized her from the news reports. She was the missing girl that had disappeared 88 days earlier. Have you heard this case? It sounds familiar. I think I know the case. But I, I don't know if excited is the right word because it is a sad story. Oh, yeah. But I'm excited to hear it. Hear the, that, yeah, like I everything. Had, I feel like this one has actually um, come up a lot recently. Like, it's been more public recently. But I feel like you only get little snippets of it. So that's why I kind of wanted that's to cover it today yeah, to get the full, full story. The full story. Yes. To get the full story. Yep. All right, so now let's start from the beginning. Jamie Lynn Kloss was born in 2005 and is the only child of James and Denise Kloss. Fast forward to October 2018. Jake Patterson is driving home after just quitting his job at Saputo Cheese, I hope I said that right, a job that he held for only two days. On his way home, he gets stopped behind a school bus on US 8 and watches the kids get on. One in particular caught his eye. When Jake laid his eyes on 13-year-old Jamie Kloss, he knew immediately that he had to have her. October 5th, Jake drove to the Kloss home with plans on kidnapping Jamie. However, there was activity in the home and not wanting to leave any witnesses, Jake aborted his plans. Do you want to say something? (laughs) I don't know if I have like the correct words. I'm just more in like anger because I, you see what's coming. Oh yeah. And I will add, since you like, you're angry, this Jake had never been arrested before and had no criminal record. So it's, I don't know, just, you know, driving home from work and all of a sudden seeing a 13 year old girl and being like, and something clicks in your brain immediately. I have to have her. That's creepy. Yes. That is freaking creepy. Yes. So Jake Patterson was 21 years old at the time. That's, I would say, young. Like, that's pretty young. That's still way young. Yes. But still, she's 13. And he's he's 21. That is, it's creepy. Very. All right. So two days later, on October 7th, he tries again, but fails again for the same reasons, not wanting to leave any witnesses. 
It is now October 15th. So he starts planning this out. Oh, yeah. Like, so he sees her. It was, her. A, it was the beginning of October. So I couldn't find the exact date. But I think probably around, like, the second to third, he probably saw her. And then the first attempt to go to her house was October 5th. So it did happen quickly, like, in well, he a matter was going of days. To it right away. Yes. But then. Well, he didn't, do, what, he didn't plan to do it right away. But as ah. soon as he had, like, saw her, he was like, oh, I have to have that girl. So then he started plotting. Then he started plotting and, mm. you know. Okay. He saw where she got on, knew where she lived. Okay, that makes All sense. All right. So it is now October 15th, and this time there was no stopping him. Jake had packed a shotgun. Around 12.50 a.m., Jake parked his car at the end of the class driveway, wearing a ski mask, a black coat, and he grabs the shotgun and heads to the front door. The Kloss family dog began to bark and woke up Jamie. Startled, she quickly made her way to her parents' room and woke them up. 56-year-old James Kloss, who is Jamie's father, went to the front door and shined a flashlight through the window pane. Jake then yells for him to open the door, and when he doesn't oblige, Jake shoots once through the front door, fatally hitting James. Jamie heard the shot, and she knew immediately that her father was dead. I keep wanting to say something, but I'm just like, ooh, that's all, like, I just want to make that noise. Yeah, you just like, it's all anger. It's anger and sadness and and anger. Yes, (laughs) yes. He then forced his way in inside the house and began checking every room, looking for Jamie and also looking um, to make sure that there was no other witnesses that were being left behind. When he gets to the bathroom door, he finds it locked and begins breaking it down. Inside were 46-year-old Denise and 13-year-old Jamie hiding in the bathtub with the shower curtain pulled closed. Denise was able to dial 911 at 12.53 while comforting Jamie, who was crying uncontrollably. When the operator answered, Denise didn't speak, but they could hear a disturbance and yelling before the call got disconnected. And when the operator attempted to call the number back, it went straight to voicemail. Jake forced Denise to duct tape her daughter's mouth shut, but she was not able to do it. Um, I, being a mom, I could Whoa. never, like, even be in that situation. That... I can't even imagine. No. It's terrible. Um, so when she couldn't do it, Jake took the tape from her and did it himself. He then bound Jamie's wrists and ankles with the duct tape again and drug her out of the bathroom. Returning to the bathroom, he shot once into Denise's head, killing her instantly. In front of her daughter. Yeah. Her daughter first heard her dad get shot, second watched her mom get shot. He began dragging Jamie outside, almost slipping in blood in the process, which can you imagine, think he's dragging Jamie. Jamie is being dragged through her parents' blood. Like she's being dragged through. Yes. It just makes me. It's sickening. This is like so hard to like grasp anyways, but I can't imagine being Jamie and just dealing with all these like little extra details. Like I feel like it's, it's just heartbreaking. So he gets her outside and he places her in the trunk of his car and he got in the driver's seat and began to drive away. Deputies sped right past him with their lights and sirens blaring. When police asked neighbors, uh, they said they they did hear a couple gunshots, but it hadn't startled them because hunting was really common or I guess is really common in the area surrounding their homes. So they didn't think, you know, twice about it. 
after that's hard that's yeah I mean being from a small town like where hunting I know like I've heard gunshots and I'm like you know I'm like oh somebody must have just killed a coyote or something like that whatever yeah you don't I mean even then you'd never want to believe what could have just happened yeah after what I am sure seemed like the longest ride of Jamie's life they arrived at a cabin in Gordon Jake took Jamie in and made her change into different pajamas forced her under the bed sealing off all exits he then burned her clothes in the fireplace in the basement of the cabin to try to hide any evidence and then went to bed. Let me also add that this bed he he went to bed is the same bed that he forced Jamie under. So Jamie is stuck under this bed. The small twin bed she's trapped in underneath and he's sleeping on top. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It hasn't been shared, at least from what I could find. There wasn't a lot of details on what happened during the next 88 days that Jamie was held captive, but prosecutors have not charged him with any sexual assault. I mean, I guess we still don't know, but that's just something to keep in mind. He what he has not been charged with sexual assault, which that is gives you a little bit of relief, but it is also like... Usually, that's, like, the main motive. That is usually the motive. Yeah, so it's really weird. But even still, it's still angry. Oh, yeah. And if that wasn't his motive. Oh, yeah. Still, I'm thankful if, I mean, again, not sure if anything did happen, but if so, I, if not, I am thankful for that. So, Jake did later tell the police that he told Jamie if she left the cabin, things, bad things would happen to her. However, she still tried to escape. The first time. Yes. I know, 13 years old, like, how brave, honestly. I probably would shut down, just my personality, but the fact that she was fighting for her life. She's like, screw you, I'm going to try to escape it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the first time she tried to escape, Jake screamed and banged the wall, um, and which really frightened Jamie, and so he believed that, like, she would not try to do it again. That next Thursday afternoon, January 10th, 2019, she tried again. Jake told her that he was leaving for a couple of hours. He put her under his bed, boxing her in with totes and heavy weights. As soon as he was gone, Jamie managed to push out all of the objects surrounding the bed, and she succeeded and made it out of the cabin. Good girl. Like, oh, I'm so proud of you. She made it out. She quickly found a woman nearby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She had succeeded and made it out of the cabin, um, and like I said earlier, she found that woman nearby and was getting to safety. When police were called, Jamie told them about Jake killing her parents, kidnapping her, and holding her prisoner a few houses down from where she was now. The neighbors said Jamie seemed calm, kind of like in a daze, and they also mentioned that she was so surprised they had recognized her from the news. Which goes to I, show that he probably told her no one's looking for you oh yeah he propped so she probably had being like 13 you don't like even in 2018 you don't realize how big the world is yeah you don't realize how i don't know like i i probably would have had those same thoughts even if he didn't say anything i'd be like my parents are gone so i'm does anyone know yeah yeah exactly she has no idea that makes sense yes but i mean wow So, Jake arrived back to the cabin and realized that Jamie was gone. He saw her footprints in the snow and began driving around looking for her. 
Police arrived to Jamie's location around 4.45 and removed her from the area to safety. With descriptions from Jamie of Jake, deputies spotted his car just a few minutes later when he drove by the house while he was out looking for Jamie. A police officer pulled him over. Jake got out of his car. And what do you think happened? Mm, I want to say because if he, he probably has a gun with him. Did he try? No. I was actually very surprised by this part. So as soon as the police officer pulled him over, Jake stepped out of his car and just said, I did it. Because he knew. He knew. Jake wow. quickly confessed to Jamie's kidnapping and her parents' murders. On January 11th, after, their, after they identified him as their only suspect, he was charged with two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, one count of armed burglary, and one count of kidnapping. He was jailed in Barron County on a $5 million bond. Later, the judge agrees to dismiss the armed burglary account, and on May 24th, Jake was sentenced to the maximum of two consecutive life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole for the murders plus 40 years for the kidnapping. Wow. It, I know this is a short story today, but I feel like I don't know. there's still so, like, I have so many questions, but because it is such a new case. Yeah. And it really is, like, it is an open and shut case. But it, it makes you wonder what the heck was going through his head. He wasn't, from what you said, he wasn't somebody, he hasn't been in the no criminal record yeah sorry no sign of sexual assault and as far as we know he wasn't ever charged with sexual assault so what what was was the motive like what was the motive why did he do it what was he thinking yeah it's just it's such like a bizarre case like i feel like there is no motive other than he saw her and and at this point there are only two people that know what happened in those 88 days Yes. And that's Jamie and Jake. Yes. And and we should all leave Jamie alone because she has a lot of healing. Oh, yes. She is now living with her aunt, who is her godmother. And they are just doing exactly that. Just living their lives. Healing. A very quiet, no. isolated life. Which is probably you the know best what? thing for Good. her. Especially... Girl this world she fought to live yes she fought to live yes no matter what this guy's motive was she fought like she kept trying no matter what happened like like we don't know what happened but the stuff we do know like her having to witness what she did what she did and seeing like her parents in that state and then being terrified i imagine that he he was trying to terrify her enough to keep her from running And even though she was terrified, she still fought. Yes. And I know I've stated this in a few of my cases, but I think we just need to remember again that this is not just a story. This is someone's real life. Like, this actually happened. She's only, let's see, she'd be around 18 now. So I can only imagine how it's still affecting her um, as a teenager. So just be aware of that and be aware. Let your kids be aware. I hope and prayers for her and her family and healing. But yeah, that is the story the kidnapping of Jamie Kloss. Wow. Yes. Like <laughs> I think that's been my reaction this whole time. It's just wow. Yeah, I mean it's pretty straightforward. Like there's no, I know it's open shut case. I don't know, it's just I mean, 
we all have questions. Our minds are curious. Yes. And it's hard to like process. But I think I think that's the biggest thing. It's hard to process the why. Like yeah. why? Yes. I think that's what gets me a lot of times though in true crime is I'm intrigued by their motives. Oh yeah. The way that the their criminal's mind, mind is, working. is working. Yeah, for sure. Like what is making them think to do what they're doing? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So wow. so crazy. Good job, Ash. Yeah, thank you. Good I know job. that was a shorter episode today. But I felt like it was just... It's still it's important. one that I've seen a lot, you know, and like I said earlier, that it just... I had you. little bits and pieces of it, too. And so I wanted to get try to get as much of the story in one place as possible to just kind of share. And The case was familiar to me, but it, like you said, got little snippets of it here and there, so it was nice hearing it all in one place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so awesome. again, just keep me in your thoughts and... Yeah. And be aware. Just be aware. Yes. Be aware. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. And stay safe out there, potatoes. We'll see you next week.